0: Ava Green wasn't the first French beauty to play a treacherous character who would get to James Bond in a big way. Back in 1999, Sophie Marceau had the honour of being the first lead female baddie in a Bond flick. I'm Stephen Archibald, and welcome to my movie podcast. bid you a warm welcome to my podcast, They Came From Within, Cult Movie Reviews, Never Enough, The World Is Not Enough, 1999. The 19th official Bond movie, The World Is Not Enough, is a super stylish affair, with a lead villain and henchman, who each offer something new to the mix. The film, mark the Irish charmer Pierce Brosnan's third and penultimate outing as 007. When M's friend, the British oil magnate Sir Robert King, is assassinated, Bond is tasked with protecting his daughter Electra, but our seasoned M6 agent soon grows suspicious of the stunning heiress, and he goes on to uncover a plot which concerns destroying a Russian pipeline in Turkey's Bosporus Strait via a nuclear meltdown, which would lead to not only a large number of fatalities, but would also drive up oil prices. A sentence which sounds uncomfortably familiar. Needless to say, Electra is at the heart of it all. And her most efficient killer is an ex-KGB agent called Victor Zokas, who operates under the name Renard. Renard has a bullet lodged in his brain, which is slowly killing him. But it has also left him with the advantage of not being able to feel any pain. Renard's portrayed by the fine Scottish actor, Robert Carlyle, who had made his name in such films as Spotting, Face, The Full Monty and T2 Spotting, the marvellous Robbie Coltrane returned as the Russian gangster Valentin Zukovsky. This time finding himself aiding Bond on his mission, Robbie's finest TV role was playing the brilliant criminal psychologist Edward Fitzgerald in the superb British crime series, Cracker. One of his most chilling adversaries was a killer called Albie Kinsella, who was played by Robert Carlyle. Although Sharon Stone and Vera Farmiga were considered for the part, the role of Electra went to Sophie Marceau. The producer, Barbara Broccoli, was most impressed by her performance In the period drama Firelight, from 1997, the radiant Miss Marceau excels in both art house and mainstream movies. Her screen credits include the intriguing 1985 crime drama Police, as well as Revenge of the Musketeers, Braveheart and Female Agents. Unsurprisingly, her casting and subsequent performance raise no objections, only praise. It was a different story, alas, for the supporting female character, Dr. Christmas Jones, the young nuclear physicist who helps Bond to see his mission through. Denise Richards was picked for the role, ahead of the Save by the Belt actress, Tiffany Thiessen. Denise's stunning good looks had wowed audiences, in Starship Troopers and Wild Things. Denise's performance in this movie was heavily panned. She was even the recipient of a Razzie Award for Worst Supporting Actress. While she may not be in the same league as Sophie Marceau, I feel that she played the part just right. Even the great American critic Roger Ebert thought that she was first-rate in the role, and the gallant Pierce Brosnan defended her at a Hong Kong press conference in December 1999. The lovable Desmond Llewellyn played Q for the last time in this film. Tragically, he died as the result of a car crash. In East Sussex on the 19th of December 1999, mere weeks after The World Is Not Enough had come out. He was 85 years old. Desmond first appeared as MI6's quartermaster in the second Bond film from Russia With Love. And between that movie and The World Is Not Enough, he was in every 007 title, apart from Live and Let Die, totalling 17 films, making Desmond the only actor to play opposite the first five official James Bond actors. John Cleese, immortalised for Monty Python and Faulty Towers, appears in the movie as Q's assistant, whom Bond jokingly labelled R. Cleese would return in the next Bond flick, Die Another Day, promoted to the Q position. The World Is Not Enough has one of the best pre-credits sequences in the entire series, featuring an elaborate boat chase across the River Thames, culminating with a showdown on the newly constructed Millennium Dome. This fifteen minute sequence wasn't originally meant to open the movie, it only got to do so when test audiences weren't satisfied with the one the filmmakers intended to go with. It took seven weeks to film and 35 boats were used in the setup. The alluring assassin Bon Chases was played by the beautiful Italian actress Maria Grazia Cucinotta, who came to the world's attention by appearing in Michael Radford's sublime Il Postino in 1994. Maria had originally auditioned for the role of Electra, but this picture's director, Michael Apted, didn't think her grasp of English was good enough. However, casting her as Cigar Girl proved to be a win-win for both her and Miss Marceau. Seeing as Maria's screen time is short but very memorable. Most of the screenplay was written by the British writing duo Neil Purvis and Robert Wade. Producer Barbara Broccoli had seen Plunkett and MacLean, an historical romp that they had penned, and she was clearly taken by their work. Incidentally, that movie starred Robert Carlyle, as well as Johnny Lee Miller the grandson of the original M, Bernard Lee. Wade and Purvis have been working on the Bond movies ever since. The composer David Arnold co-wrote the theme song with the regular Bond lyricist Don Black. David offered the song to Shirley Manson, the Scottish lead singer of the pioneering American rock band Garbage. The band were more than happy to record it. I think it's rather cool that the Eileen Donan Castle in Scotland was used as an MI6 headquarters. It's the same castle that featured in the fab fantasy movie Highlander from 1986, which of course co-starred Sean Connery. This movie is nothing but progressive. Its three main females are all high ranking professionals, Judy Dench's M runs MI6, Sophie Masso 's Electra is an oil heiress, and Denise Richards' Christmas Jones is a scientist. The World Is Not Enough was filmed between January and June 1999. Much of its interior filming was carried out at Pinewood Studios for the first time since The Living Daylights. The film received its world premiere in Los Angeles on the 8th of November 1999, making $361.8 million at the box office, from a budget of $135 million. The movie's title is the English translation of the Bond family motto, Orbis non sufficit." But I think you'll agree that this thrilling Bond adventure is more than enough. I'm Stephen Archibald, And thank you very much for listening to my podcast, They Came From Within, Cult Movie Reviews. If the urge takes you, please check out more of my podcasts, which can be found from most podcasting hosts. Take it easy, please enjoy what's left of the summer, and goodbye for now.